I'd just about given up, and had determined to leave for good this bestial excuse from Metropolis. I'd even gone so far as to put in a security deposit for an apartment 220 miles away in Fresno, so-called armpit of California, when Lipchitz, out of nowhere, texted, Next Tuesday, Marmont, 1215. Immediately I was sucked into the light of the lantern, a magic lantern that had seduced, addled, and nearly incinerated me, just as it had seduced, addled, and incinerated millions of people before me, and would continue to do the same to tens of millions more well into the future. This realization, that I was merely one among countless dreamers, the worst sort of hypnotized American moth, stumbling in from out of nowhere, and not a serious screenwriter, born and bred in Los Angeles, alas, made me feel at once sick to my stomach and part of a community, even a kind of ravaged diaspora now spinning in small, cynical circles everywhere in the world. I had arrived an hour early because I wanted some time alone to gather my thoughts and to put some of them aside, especially those having to do with my great friend and so-called L.A. novelist, John Hirschman, who had moved to Fresno a year before, as if to light a path for me there. But maybe it wasn't such a good idea to arrive early, I now thought, because it was possible that Lipschitz was staying at the hotel, industry standard for Angelinos, who wants to decompress or conduct business, or other sordid affairs, away from the prying eyes of family or associates, and would spot me sitting at the bar on his way out or in from one or another of the chateau's little hideaways. My early arrival would signal a damaged state, which reflected my state precisely and the reason it concerned me at all. An early arriving writer clearly had time on their hands, and a writer with time on their hands was by simple logic, low in demand, ample reason for Lipschitz to take ruthless advantage of me instinctively, and indeed justifiably, as a shark takes advantage of sea life bleeding. I could just see him spotting me waiting at the chateau and fearing aside to put in a quick call to one or another of my fellow writers to gather intel. What's the full one one on these days? And one of my cohorts saying that as far as they knew I was no longer with CCA and that they'd heard. Not sure if it was true. I was fairly depressed and had even given thought of moving away and that maybe they were wrong. I hadn't landed at anything in over five years. In any case, I'd already determined my bottom line for the script which by even current industry standards was debasingly low, and since I no longer had an agent, I would be able to hang on to another 10%, so the amount I received wasn't so much in question, as was control of the product. What I most wanted, I suppose, was money for the rewrite, because income, any income at this point, would allow me to postpone or shelve altogether my move to Fresno that I had already wholeheartedly, or so I thought, embraced. Prima facie, the move would seal my fate as a screenwriter because any move to a California county outside of, perhaps Santa Barbara, was a virtual sign of retirement. And a move to Fresno was tantamount to checking into a convalescent facility, the career equivalent of one of those horrifying stucco structures with rattling window fans and foul-smelling hallways and cottage cheese ceiling dining rooms where Jamaican nursing assistants, three times a day, convey in the human refuse for their turkey sandwiches and grapefruit in a plastic cup. I would have to quickly cancel my 30-day notice, a potential problem as my manager, a once-upon-a-time successful commercial actor doing mostly sports ads, tennis rackets and golf balls and running shoes, nearly peed from glee when I told him I was moving out of his basement room, what I called, even to his face, the dungeon. For years he'd earned a tidy living from residuals, 
But then the grey set in, and our interminable sun's toll showed on his still ridiculously handsome face. And now the bottled-up ego went into answering complaints, collecting rent, vetting potential tenants, and occasionally booting them out. Bottom line, there was nothing that he relished more than a groveling renter, especially a once-upon-a-time successful screenwriter, and he was near jizzing to have me out of there so that he could clear the way for another beautiful, if not super-beautiful, actress. And yes, it should be one word, as super-beautiful as the status of these ontological women, the very essence of their being. And also, I think it's fair to add, in most cases, their very eventual nothingness. Wouldn't it be sweet to not rescind, but rather leisurely convey to the once upon a time that I would still be leaving, not to Fresno, as I had absent-mindedly mentioned, but rather to a house I purchased in, say, Los Feliz, as my most recent script was just picked up for a sum obscenely large, goes without saying.